It is, um, it's July 5th. I, I didn't think that, I know I haven't recorded in a while, and I didn't know what, when my next recording would be, what it would be about, you know, another one where I'm playing some video game and trying to string along a coherent sentence, maybe one where I'm talking about some new topic I'm learning while I'm working, or uh, some new physics discovery that's just very cool. I wish it was this, but it's not. I... I can't not speak. And I mean, there's all maybe two of you who listen to this. But I... It's too much fucked up shit going on right now for me to not speak. For me to not vent. For me to not just want to scream into the void and then just jump on into it. Because fuck everything else. Where to begin? Well, gun violence is the start. That's That was the first nail in my fucking head. Living in, living in Buffalo, seeing the mass shooting, finding out about it because my sister calls me concerned, me being unaware because I live slightly under a rock. I was, needless to say, really fucking surprised to hear this news, and so goddamn saddened by it. And the worst part is, I wasn't surprised that it happened, but more just surprised that I hadn't heard about it, I suppose. Because honestly, when I found out oh, there's another white supremacist who decided to uh, shoot up a predominantly people of color population. Yeah. In America, in the year 2022, I want to be surprised. I really do. But I was really fucking not because this is the America we live in. And I was... I'm sad to say I was so embittered by it that I just kind of was like, oh good, another fucking mass shooting. <sighs> Time for America to do its song and dance and say, this this is a tragedy that never should have happened. We'll never let this happen again. And then, inevitably, because we live in America, it happened again. And... This time it happened in Uvalde, Texas. And that one, I don't know if it was because it was so soon after or if it was because I suddenly found myself thinking of my the oldest of my young nieces being so close proximity, but I just... The, the, all the... the the jadedness turned into bitter upset and anger. And, I mean, 
look at the fucking news. Look at what happened. Still plenty more to be angry about, but just the fact that it happened a fucking again and again. And not even a week after we had buried the poor victims of Buffalo does it happen again in Uvalde, Texas. And I think the part that made me the most frustrated was that it happened in Texas, and I could already see the song and dance begin to happen. The fuck Muppet-in-Chief, Ted Cruz, gaslighting news from afar when asking, like, why does this only happen in America, proceeds to grandstand like he's got something fucking important to say. Like, this is someone questioning the nobility of America, and it's like, why does... Why Why does everyone love to come to America because there's freedom and this and that? No, Ted Cruz. They don't love to come to America because of that. In fact, now, people don't want to come to America because they might get fucking shot. And, of course, there is Governor Abbott, who is so distraught, was so upset and so frustrated, yet he seems to neglect or not remember the fact that a year ago, when children froze to death in his state, his priority was gun rights. His priority was making sure that people had the had looser, you know, looser restrictions to carry their guns. Because not only does he not care about anybody, but whoever will line his pocket, he actively will. <laughs> pretend and shed all the crocodile tears to make it seem like he actually cares. And that just fucking tore into me because it was a combination of seeing these these Republicans, these people in charge go, "No, no, no. It, it's it's that was the tragedy, that was a shame, but more guns is the answer. Give me a fucking break." How how many times does it need to be disproven, this whole myth of a good guy with a gun doesn't work? How many times do we need to see people in, people having guns and ammunition far more than they ever should before you impose restrictions? How many asinine rules and stipulations and circumnavigations are you going to use, are you going to try to put in place that before you just acknowledge that guns are the fucking problem. Ted Cruz, the genius he is, suggested, what if we just have one door that uh, that everyone will go in and out of? And other idiots I've heard, well, what about we, we you know, we just arm the, arm the teachers. What if we, you know, have, you know, have armed guards working at the schools? Well, that would, that last one would work, except... Besides being just completely utter horseshit, the fact that the next shooting that happened less than a week beforehand, or less than a week afterwards, wasn't at a school. <laughs> so, you know, get, now we're going to have to arm schools as well as, you know, other quote-unquote soft targets such as hospitals, malls, all those fun places. So you know what? Just fucking, why not have armed guards everywhere? Armed guards at the at the hotels. Armed guards there. Because that will, that will help. That That's definitely going to help. We definitely have the manpower for that. But that asinine 
going back to the fucking one door or the worst thing of arming the teachers. And I don't say that arm is arm the teachers as is like a oh arming the teachers is such a stupid idea because teachers are unqualified. More so in the sense of where in all that is holy are you going to scrounge the funds to arm teachers? You barely pay them enough and supply them with enough funds to actually fucking teach. I have grown up surrounded by teachers in my life, seen them scrounge supplies on their own dime, maybe getting reimbursed, maybe not, just to be able to teach their students enough so that way they can actually go on to learn and they can go on to improve and actually get through school. Let alone... Now you're supposedly you now you just suddenly have the funds for teachers to have weapons? No, you're not. And don't even fool yourself. You're going to say, "Oh, well, I'm the teachers, but it's going to be on the teachers' dime." So now you're going to put even more of a debt into teaching and you're going to at best you're going to have a decline in teachers because there's going to be there's going to be a lot more detriment and there's going to be a lot more regulations on becoming a teacher because now not only are you a teacher, not only are you a a sociologist or psychologist or therapist for your students because education systems fucked in America, now you're also going to have to be an armed guard and um, public defender. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and try that. We'll see how that fucking goes. And that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is not only are you going to lose qualified teachers, you're going to get some people who are not qualified but are just very gung-ho to get a gun in. So not only are they going to be very, very, very gung-ho to have a gun and to really, you know, live out that um that power fantasy of defending the children, they're going to pass that fervor and that radicalism onto the students they teach without actually teaching them what they need to know. So now you're just going to teach a whole bunch of people that are going to end up like another January 6th. Which I suppose would segue into the next bit of fuckery that has just been destroying my brain and psyche along with everyone else sane left in the States. More and more facts we're finding out about January 6th is both 100% surprising and not. And by surprising, really, I guess that's the wrong word for it. What I more want to say is vindicating, but also shocking with how vindicating it is. Because we learned that not only did Trump know that his people were armed, not only did he encourage them to march, not only were people in the administration... 100% behind in supporting and organizing the attempted sedition and murder of a Capitol Police and all the other laws that they fucking broke that day, but they were actively upset when it didn't work and when people were calling them out on what they were doing. And I, it's... You might hear a a smile on my face, and it's just because I cannot fucking wrap my head around the fact that this was, that their brains were just so fucked that they looked in this, uh, looked at this, and said, "Yes, this is the right choice. I am, I am doing the good thing here." 
how fucking asinine, how fucking out of touch, how moronic do you have to be to look at this and go, this is good. This was the good choice. Not just this is the good choice for, you know, to make sure I am I am rubbing elbows with the right people, but this is the good choice for the country as a whole that I am representing, that I'm supposed to be upholding and ruling, or not ruling, I'm sorry, that's their mindset, that I am supposed to be in charge of and managing and making sure that we are taking steps forward. You looked at all of this and you said, the best thing I should do right now is try to overthrow a thing that was 100% fair in a way that will lead to only chaos, only disorganization, only death, only violence, and pretend when I get caught that, well, you know, I just don't remember. I don't recall. My... In my grim satisfaction, one of my biggest uh, schadenfreudes, I don't even know what to fucking call it. I don't have a word. My vocabulary is not defined enough for this, but just seeing the spineless cowards that some of these Republicans in power are is... It's not satisfying, but some part of me can't help but smile because nothing else because there is there is no other word for it besides spinelessness and cowardice and they will grandstand and they will say I am I am just an idealist I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about that oh it's I'm all talk from an armchair they'll they'll do all of this and all that but I don't give a shit I was in power. I was asked to deal with this shit. No. Just no. And I that's where I if that's speaking of out of fucking touch with the people that they represent. Next on the agenda of fuckery is the Supreme Court justice. And the one bit of I would say niceness was um I need to look up her name because I don't. Supreme Court Justice. There was a new uh, confirmation. Uh, I. Uh. Yeah. I am going to mispronounce this, and I apologize. But uh, Katanji Brown Jackson was confirmed to join the uh, join the Supreme Court as one of the first uh, female person of color, I believe, or she was the first African American female to join the Supreme Court, which is amazing. That's wonderful. That is cool. We need more of that. Sadly, that pales in comparison to the bevy of other bullshit that happens. Uh, Some of the biggest being um, them striking down a New York gun law that basically was them saying, nope, (laughs) 
gun guns isn't a violence. We need more guns. Uh, them removing power from the EPA. So you know, who needs to, who needs to watch the, uh, who needs to watch the corporations, the government, the government, the, uh, the market will will determine and will make sure everything's safe and healthy. Because you know, America doesn't have a history of corporations abusing people and nature, and that's never happened. And what's Slaughterhouse Five? I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> what's the Animal Farm? Doesn't doesn't exist. And the biggest, and it's it's hard to say biggest because every one of these things are big and stupid in the right of their own. But I think the the biggest sticking point, and understandably so, is the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and just basically decimating uh, women's right to choose and bodily autonomy on top of undermining and beginning of the end of a lot of privacy and personal privacy laws in the dumbest way possible. And I say the dumbest way possible because I'm not, I'm not a legal scholar. I am not a lawyer. I don't fully understand the law, but from my understanding of the concurring opinion versus the dissenting opinion versus the majority opinion, they basically just said they overturned Roe v. Wade based off of an of of a Supreme Court appeal because they thought that it was bad. That's the only reason. They didn't actually provide good reason about why it was bad or where it was wrong. They just said we have righted a wrong, an egregious wrong that has been around for years. Cool. Why? How? And my favorite part about this is even the the concurring opinion and a lot of the Republicans at the time thought that the Supreme Court was going to do what it normally does, which is, if anything, will repeal um, the the original court case and say, okay, the, the ruling didn't matter, or the, I forget the original court case, but it was, it was basically they were going to, they were going to uphold Roe v. Wade as they do, and they were just going to appeal the other case, so that way they would uphold states' rights to fucking prevent, aka they uphold the South's right to be stupid and prevent choice. But instead, they decide, you know what, fuck it, let's just throw out Roe v. Wade. And that just... <laughs> it, I I am speechless at this point just because I'm I mean what is there left to say what what there there's plenty left to say but a I am I'm not a woman I I don't really feel qualified to say exactly how much of a travesty this is because un- <laughs> I am I was born a male I am a male and that means unfortunately there are just some random bullshit gender differences that have been imposed on my sisters, both biological and non-biological, just based off of the difference that, based off of what your junk is. And that is such a fucking travesty and so goddamn stupid. But on top of that, 
in a lot of the 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 majority opinion some of them were saying no 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 this we we just didn't like this so everything else will stay we're just looking at abortion but some of them are saying no no we we want to look at contraception we want to look at sodomy laws we want to look at all that shit none of that which is very entertaining because one of the justices who who's looking to do some of that doesn't seem to understand history because some of the same laws that he is looking to undermine would come back to nullify his own marriage because he has an interracial marriage and some of the same laws that were based off of the freedom of choice of interracial marriage go on to spawn or are part of the same laws that he is saying nope we those are those are immoral we need to remove them and I just, <laughs> the phrase I've heard, uh, Trey Crowder, if you've not seen him or heard of him, he's called the liber- liberal redneck. He is very funny and he is very poignant with a lot of his speech. And he, I don't I don't know if he coined the phrase, but I'm giving him credit because I've heard it so much from him. But he often says that these people are immune to irony and it really really is I don't know how else to put it because you look at you look at what they what they do how they look how they think especially with some of these laws and with some of the, their their moral protecting rules and ideals and they just seem to be immune to irony these same people that claim to be the the party of family values will back Trump and all of that bullshit, and defend him, and it's, it it was nauseating to begin with, and now it's even more tiring than it was before, I, I really am just tired, and I, not like I even really have any any leg to stand on to be tired, I'm a slightly middle-class white male. I basically am the most perfect person to be like, you know what, everything's okay. I don't understand what everything's about. But thankfully, I was raised to not be blind. I was gifted opportunities to realize that life is more than just my experience. And there's a whole bunch of goddamn stupid out there. And... Every day, I am just more surprised at how much more stupid we seem to be sprinting along with. I, uh, I'm i going to talk about Stranger Things now, and I promise this is slightly related. So, uh, spoiler alert if you have not seen uh, Stranger Things Episode 4, or Season 4, the ending of it yet. Um... I don't know when to skip to. You probably just want to skip it here because it'll just be more ramblings of the same. If you don't care or if you've heard it already, um, spoiler learning, start now. So, one of the best characters I think they introduced this season was Eddie Munson. His character was just very entertaining. His character was very... It was very good as kind of like an audience surrogate for people who weren't a hundred percent on like on board or 
was not like a diehard fan of the series. And just as like the idea of like audience surrogate of just kind of being out of the loop, he is very good. He is also just a was a very funny character. He's very he's very humorous. He's got like some very meme worthy lines. Um and just a was also encouraging because he was his was the character of he was the DM he was the 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 quote unquote reject the dropout the guy who never could get things started but still had a smile on his face still thought this this was his year and it's funny because any other any other decade any other series and that character would have been played for laughs but he would have been the lo- the lovable rascal like i can i swear i could probably pull up a fucking archie comic and point to a character and be like look that's just essentially eddie munson but because of the time and the place and because of the truth of fucking the life we live because he was different because he decided that he really liked to play this weird demonic evil game called Dungeons and Dragons which don't even get me started on that fucking bullshit he was cast as this evil you know other demonic worshipping character now he also dealt dealt drugs that's less cool that part I'm not going to try to defend but that's also kind of less tangential to his character because really the importance of it, that was really more just a ex machina for him to be in the quote-unquote right place at the right time for his character to be involved in the series. Really, his character growth is the fact that he is, he is not the, he's not the jock, he is not the pretty boy, he's not the popular person, but he's friendly all the same. And one of, I just read an article where one of the, they were talking about how his death was a tragedy because they they write him off as like he had this heroic redemption arc where he didn't run away and he he stood up and he he fought back even though he he sacrificed himself as a martyr and that it was kind of bullshit because he he his character was the other character and there was no real heroism in him running away or hiding from people chasing him, from people wanting to inflict harm on him. And I agreed, but I also didn't. Because when I looked at this, when I got done watching the series, and this is where it ties into my frustrations, is all I could think of when watching the end of the series was, man, how sad that the greatest part that the greatest fiction of this sci-fi fantasy world is that a character can have an escape, can be a hero, can can live triumphantly, have a triumphant moment where he embraces the heroism he wishes and he has portrayed in his head, even at the cost of his life. Because he's still going to be vilified. He's still going to be demonized. He's still going to be cast as some evil satanic leader because he was different. Because he was nerdy in the wrong ways. How sad that the fant- the fantastical part is that he was able to go 
into a fantasy world and not be looked at as this demon reject, but as the hero that he wanted to be. Because in this world, we can't even do fucking that. I... I don't know. I mean, I did see some of myself in Eddie Munson's character. Maybe that's why it resonated with me. I don't know. All I know is it was so... It was so tiring to see. And I actually had to stop watching the series. Not just because I was was catching up with it, but like I actually had to just stop watching it because I was too frustrated because of all the bullshit going on right now. Seeing that... And seeing the the one character who turns out to be one um, just being encouraging and supportive and all of this to Eleven and then turns out he's just a monster. That I saw a mile away and it was so goddamn frustrating because for once, why can't a character just want to help? Why can't a character seem to be, seem, seem to be doing, you know, I can't a character be soft-spoken and encouraging and slightly unnerving, but turns out he's just good? Why is that so hard? But not only that, but we had a character who was demonized because... Why? Because he lived on the wrong side of town, because he didn't behave the way people expected him to, because he was not, you know, the societal norm. And the end of the series has him, I don't want to say vindicated. It it really doesn't have him redeemed. It just has him dying in a world where one person was able to see the glory of his true color and was able to relieve it or reveal it and share it, thankfully, with his, his uncle who also saw it and understood. And they were able to have at least some closure but the fact that the rest of his character will never receive vindication. Society won't look at him and say, oh, you know what, we were wrong about them. They will They will just say, yep, we, we saw that coming, he was bad, we, but we survived. We survived him. Like, he was really this goddamn thing to survive. So goddamn tired. And, of course, you'll notice that this happens. This this has come out July 5th. Um, since July 4th, uh, there has been now two mass shootings. One at a July, 4th of July party in, or parade in Chicago. There were some Philadelphia police who were shot. And I saw an article, I think summed it up best, where it was protesters on July 4th saying they don't have a reason to celebrate. There is no reason to be proud right now. And I have to agree. My my grandfather, Both of my grandfathers were military. Both Navy, actually. I have a long history of military. And I'm proud of them that served before me. 
and that fought, that came home, those that didn't, those that gave their lives, those that protected us when no one else did. But to say I'm proud of this country right now is a lie. We have a lot of work to do, and I don't know if we'll actually do it. This presidency is taking some steps there, but the the old guard on the fucking right still there, still going strong. And give them a presidency and they'll fucking undo it all again, or worse. So goddamn tired of all this. I would, I would, I have, on a slightly uplifting note, I have decided, I had to do a, um, I decided to, to pick up a denim vest, and I am creating a battle vest, a battle jacket. For those who are not in punk culture or heavy metal culture, um, a battle vest is usually uh, what you'll see them the 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 denim jacket, denim or leather jacket or vest that has the spikes, has the patches, has the things. And in heavy metal, it's usually more just you wear that as a badge of which bands and which shows you've been to and who do you represent. In punk culture, it's that, but also your political beliefs and who you are. And that is what I feel I need to do. I'm going to just start wearing this around. My pride flag I just got is now ironed on. On my, not my heart, my heart's on my left side. I don't know biology. But it's on my right chest. I've got a patch that is on the way. Says women just want to have basic, or girls just want to have fundamental basic human rights. I'll be going on my back. There will be other silly, nerdy things on this. But I also want to wear this to show people I'm tired. I'm tired of having to say my frustrations and see all the stupid around and not pretend that everything's okay but I'm I know that everyone not everyone I know that a lot of sane people are also frustrated are also tired of this and are doing their part and I'm trying to do my part but I want this as fun and as as cool an experience as as neat as this this chapter of my life is to build this vest. I also want this to be a statement of me. That maybe someday I'll be able to take off the basic fundamental human rights because we'll reach the point where we've got them. That maybe I'll be able to replace it with something fun, something cool. But until then, I'll wear it keep showing it until maybe, just maybe, people see it and go, you know what, that's right, we do.
and there will be a change. Am I holding my breath? No. Do I think I can really change the world? No. But if maybe I can make one person think. Maybe if I can just make one person question or think. I'll be happy. That's all I got.